Welcome to Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA, and today my guest is Carolyn Shearlock, who many of you know from her very popular website, The Boat Galley. And uh, we will be talking to Carolyn primarily today about preparing for the holidays and how to celebrate them aboard. But we'll also cover some other ongoing topics related to her home base, which is the Keys right now. Before we get started with Carolyn, though, I do want to take a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral-level sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes & Associates, Dog River Marina, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners to support those businesses that support the Great Loop. Carolyn, thank you for joining me today. I'd, I'd like to introduce you to Great Loop Radio since this is your first visit. We appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, we see lots of loopers coming through here, so I'm thrilled to be on the show. Yes, and you were uh, kind of a hot topic at some of our recent events where everyone was talking about all of the useful things on theboatgalley.com. So that's why I wanted to reach out and see if we could um, borrow some of your time today. But to start off, um, you and I were chatting earlier, and I know your home base is the Keys. And of course, recovery from this hurricane season is ongoing at the Keys. But you were sharing some interesting things that are happening there. So why don't we start there and kind of tell us the status of things in Marathon and, and what loopers can do if they're headed that way. Yes, I am based in Marathon, which is basically of the cruising areas, almost ground zero for what hit in the Keys. And what I'd like to say is that Marathon is, and really all of the Keys, are wide open for cruisers. We would love to have you coming back down um, and all of the loopers. The cleanup of the water areas has considerably been completed. It's not perfect, but the waters are basically clear for people to come through and to navigate through. Uh, Boot Key Harbor, um, there actually are mooring balls available this time this year. Uh, We're only about 70% full right now, whereas normally at this point we're already on a waiting list. And the really nice thing about boats coming in is that you already have your housing. You don't need hotels or um, rental condos or anything like that because that's what's in short supply down here is the housing. Other things are up and running. Um, Restaurants are open. West Marine's open. All the rest of the stores pretty much in town are open. And the, the economy here runs on tourism, so having tourists come but that don't need a hotel room is incredibly important to the recovery of the keys. Well, and that's great information because one of the things that I think a lot of boaters are kind of shying away from the keys this year, thinking that um, it's not a good season to go there, but it actually sounds like it's a great opportunity because usually at this point in the season, um, I mean, we tell loopers to, to make their reservations for the keys about a year out if they want to be in a slip or on a mooring ball. Um, so this sounds like a great opportunity for maybe for those who didn't know if they were going to the Keys to actually have a place to tie up, which is, is unusual and unique and, as you said, can really help the Keys recover. Absolutely. And what I'd say the bottom line is is that things here are not perfect, but the community spirit is absolutely amazing. And if you can deal with a little bit of an imperfection, want to pitch in and help, you've got an upbeat attitude, people are going to have an absolutely wonderful time here. 
Absolutely, and, and many of our, our listeners who are members know that um, George and Pat Hospitar host their sunset celebration for loopers in Marathon each winter, and they are doing that still this year. Um, they're still able to do it, so we're hoping to get lots of loopers there to bring that tourism back to the Keys, and the much-needed dollars would be helpful there. So, um, Carolyn, thank you for bringing that to our attention. Let's uh, talk a little bit, shifting now to a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your cruising background and how and why you started theboatgalley.com. Sure. Um, I've been full-time liveaboard and cruiser for about 10 years now, although there was a little bit of a gap in between two different sessions there. We're now in the Florida Keys, as I said, um, but we started in the Sea of Cortez on uh, Monahal Sailboat. And when we began, other cruisers just gave us so much information. I mean, there was so much we didn't know, and they kept telling us and giving us hints and tips. And I started the boat galley basically as a way to pay it forward to people who were coming along after us. Um, the advent of, of the Internet and the blogs just made it so much easier to share information. Um, so in 2010, I started the, um, in 2012, I came out with a cruiser's cookbook, uh, the boat galley cookbook, uh, 2017, um, my second book came out, Storing Food Without Refrigeration. Um, and over the years, the boat galley has evolved to cover more than just galley items. Uh, now I refer to it as tips, reviews, and how-tos. Well, and it really is, and it really has become an extensive resource for the live-aboard lifestyle. So, yes, way beyond um, the galley and uh, for those of you who haven't been to the site, I certainly encourage you to visit it. It is theboatgalley.com. Um, lots of useful tips and information for anyone who is living aboard or is contemplating that and is kind of new to the idea. Um, and, and Carolyn, I love the idea that it started in an effort to kind of pay it forward because I hear a lot of loopers and uh, long-term cruisers in general. It's just such a community of people who appreciate the help that's available to them and do love to pay that forward. And that's why so many people who have finished the loop actually stay involved with AGLCA as well, because they know that there are others coming behind them and want to pay it forward in a similar way to you have. So thank you for that as well. Uh, let's move on to talk a little bit about the holidays since that season is upon us. And since the loop is, is for some people a very seasonal trip, this may be the first holiday season that people are spending aboard their boats. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, what kind of an adjustment that is for people that you've talked with um, and how we can kind of get in that holiday spirit, even if it's, we're in an unfamiliar surrounding. Yes, probably the biggest thing that people will have. Um, some people, of course, will decide to put their boat, say, into a marina and travel back to wherever they have family. But for a lot of people, it is their first time really spending a holiday away from family, and particularly kids, grandkids, that sort of thing. And what they'll really find is that the cruising community, looping community, marina community, wherever they happen to be, is incredibly friendly and welcoming. And people that you didn't even know the day before can suddenly be great friends that you're sharing a holiday meal with. Um, a lot of the marinas will have big pitch-in dinners. Sometimes you may just get together with another couple or two or three and decide to do a meal that way, a community meal. But uh, really, almost everybody ends up spending the holidays with somebody else. It just may not be your family. And it's a, it's a great chance to really try something different for the holidays. Um, talk to us a little bit about 
meal preparation because for so many people when they're in their dirt home, the meal is a big part of the holiday season. So, of course, that's going to be a little bit different cooking uh, aboard your boat galley rather than what was probably a larger kitchen at home. So kind of give us some ideas of what types of meals to make um, and, and some tips that you might have on making that whole process easier. Sure. Um, meals are still a big part of any holiday. And to me, the trick is really to just sort of scale down what you're doing a little bit so that it fits into particularly your oven, your counter space, um, and perhaps even the amount of time that you want to spend on it. I mean, we're cruising in these wonderful places. We really don't want to spend the whole time sitting in the kitchen. Um, one of my favorites is, you know, if you've got a smaller oven, instead of roasting a big turkey, either do a turkey breast or what I really like to do is to do a whole roast chicken. It'll fit into almost any galley oven. It looks exactly like a little turkey, and it puts out the same great smell into the boat and uh, wafting across to the other boats and making them angry making them envious <laughs> as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you can also do, you know, some casseroles. I've got a great recipe that's a, uh, a chicken and dressing and gravy casserole um, that I've done, you know, when when space was extremely limited. Um, you know, basically all it took was, was a pan the size of a, a little loaf pan to mix it all up in. Um, as far as Christmas baking and so forth, holiday baking goes, instead of doing all of the like individual cookies and decorating individual ones and so forth, I tend to prefer to go for doing bar cookies so that you don't have to have the oven going as long. You don't have to heat up the boat as much, particularly if you're in the south. I mean, right now it's 85 degrees here. Um, I'll also do things like doing a big Instead of doing gingerbread men, I'll do a big gingerbread cake and then decorate it with a big ginger man across the top. So it still has the look of it, but it's an awful lot less work. Mm-hmm. So that's some great ideas for desserts and for the, the main course, of, of course. Uh, you talked a little bit about since uh, boating is such a friendly community and there's very often a potluck that will spring up or um, – We've had some of our sponsor marinas along the way, particularly at Thanksgiving time, kind of provide the turkey and ask everyone to bring a side with them. So any suggestions that you have for some side dishes that would be good things to bring to a a Christmas or a Hanukkah dinner? Yeah. um, One of the ones that always goes fast, um, of course, are the green bean casseroles, and they will hold up really well um, over time. we Try not to do too much that has mayonnaise as a component just because of the um, problems with keeping it safe and cold. Um, but if you're going to do something like that, you can put a, you know, put a bowl of ice underneath your main dish. Um, things like mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes can be a little bit harder to do, but you can do stuff where instead of actually mashing them, you make a casserole where you've got chunks of something um, if you don't necessarily have an electric mixer on board. Depending on the boat, you may have, you may have an inverter or a generator, and, and it's no problem to use the mixer. Other boats, it may be a problem, and so you have to come up with an alternate way. Um, some of our other things, other favorite things, of course, are the appetizers. 
And what they've done a couple times here at the Big Pot, like that I think is a really neat tradition. I mean, obviously, everybody's bringing whatever appetizer they want. But as you're all standing in line, instead of having the first table that you go to be the appetizers, they've started the appetizer trays being passed forward from the very back of the line. So if you're the last one in line to get dinner, you get first crack at all the appetizers. (laughs) There you go. Great plan. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, Carolyn, and play a message from one of our sponsors. When we come back, I'd like to hear from you, if we could, on some of your very favorite holiday dishes, and then maybe hear about some other holiday traditions that either you do aboard or that you've seen others do aboard. So we will be back in just a moment. Winter Harbor Marina is located on the Oneida River, 1.5 miles west of Oneida Lake in Brewerton, New York just minutes from Syracuse International Airport. Winter Harbor offers the lowest diesel fuel and gas prices from New York City to Canada. If you find a lower posted documented price, they will match it. Their amenities include complimentary courtesy vehicle, 24-hour pay-at-the-pump fueling, dockside water and cable TV, pristine bathrooms and showers, and emergency haul-out service. For more information, call 315 Six seven six nine two seven six, or visit www.winterharborllc.com. Winter Harbor is a proud commander sponsor of AGLCA. We're back on Great Loop Radio. My guest today is Carolyn Shearlock of theboatgalley.com, and we're talking about celebrating holidays aboard. Um, Carolyn, talk to us about some because you do have cookbooks um, for specifically for cooking aboard. Um, Tell us about some of your very favorite holiday dishes that you tend to make every year. Sure. Um, One of the things that we tend to do here on the boat, since we tend to go into potlucks in the afternoon, is we start with, I'll call it breakfast, but it really is more of a brunch. And I have two wonderful recipes that I'll use for that. Um, One is I have a streusel coffee cake that – it, it only takes maybe an hour in the morning to make up and bake. So I can get up and, while, you know, quick make it up and then make a pot of coffee. And while we're sort of being relaxed on the holiday morning, um, it's ready in there and is a wonderful little treat. Uh, basically, basically the, the standard streusel stuff that you've seen other places, but somehow on the boat and looking outside with the birds and everything, it's just an extra special treat. Um, also, I have a French toast, uh, basically it's a casserole, going to be around, you know, maybe invite another boat or two over for a brunch. Uh, it's a great recipe also, and even though a lot of those types of casseroles you think of as needing to be refrigerated overnight before because they're supposed to soak up, we've actually developed several of them that don't require any uh, sitting in the refrigerator time that you can just make up, go ahead and bake, and then when people come over, say, at 10, 10 o'clock, 10.30, you've got a dish to pull right out of the oven. Mm-hmm. And you gave us some tips, uh, Carolyn, on kind of adjusting some dessert recipes, like making a gingerbread cake instead of cookies or making bar cookies. Um most people have some traditional recipes that they use at home, probably f- perhaps for a bigger crowd um, or perhaps that they make in a bigger oven. Can most of those types of recipes be scaled or adapted to be a little bit more boat friendly? Absolutely. Um, 
a lot of my recipes I cut in half or even only make a third of them um, because it's not only the size of my oven and so forth, but it's just simply the number of people that there are. Suddenly there's only two of us here instead of maybe 10 or 12 people. And so I'm looking to not have as many leftovers sitting around. And one of the things that I do with a lot of the baking that I do, because I don't have an electric mixer, is that uh, I look for recipes that say use oil instead of using butter or shortening so that it's a lot easier to mix by hand. And not to plug my own cookbook, but I guess I am, that's one of the things that we incorporated a lot of into the cookbook is recipes that are easy to be made by hand. Of course, if you've got a mixer, they're even easier. That's a great tip, though, because that's not something that I necessarily would have thought of is if I'm hand mixing, it's certainly much easier to use oil than butter or shortening. Um, How about decorating? For those of us who, you know, a Christmas tree is just part of the season. Of course, that's a little bit more challenging on the boat, um, but they do come in all shapes and sizes. But what types of decorations are you seeing out there in the marinas and on the mooring balls this year? Well, the best one I saw last year was by a couple of young guys who actually managed to put a seven-foot Christmas tree on the top of the mast of a sailboat. But that's <laughs> not actually realistic for most of us. No, not for most of um, us. <laughs> we see um, we see a lot of small Christmas trees on boats. We also see a lot of like the uh, pine garland and that kind of thing. Uh, wreaths. We see. Um, Christmas stockings being hung off outside on the boat, so it kind of looks festive. Um, we also have see a number of um, menorah-type um, decorations or just candles in the various windows. Um, we've seen a couple of um, sailboats that have an inflatable Santa coming down the mast. Um, <laughs> And now, with these wonderful new LED solar lights, we're seeing an awful lot more lights on boats than we ever did in the past. And we're already starting Mm -hmm. to see them this year. And that's a lot of fun. Lots of neat decorations and um, lots of really creative ideas that I'm seeing out there in the marinas here in Charleston as well. So that's always fun to go look at. And, um, of course, there's most cities on the water are having holiday boat parades these days. So that's always something fun to check out too. One of my very favorite holiday traditions that I've heard about from some of our loopers is going caroling by dinghy. Is that something you've ever done? Oh, absolutely. Actually, we tend, we tend to be the, the ones that the, that the dinghy carolers come to because mm-hmm. we don't necessarily have the world's greatest voices. Um, but <laughs> it's a wonderful tradition that we see, you know, people will, grab up little uh, Santa hats at the dollar store or something and there'll be three or four boats coming around and you know perhaps holding up their cup for a little bit of uh, adult libation Um, and sometimes (laughs) it's the kids that are coming around and we love it we also here in the harbor here I don't know if it'll happen this year after Irma but uh, one of the big power boats decorated up last year with Santa's sleigh and reindeer and they around and then docked at one of the docks and Santa was there for all the kids. Oh, fun. So, so really most of the traditions that loopers or other cruisers have at home really can be adapted for on board with a little bit of creativity and a little bit of, um, 
the, the can-do attitude that I know boaters have, that it's going to be a little bit different, but it's special in its own way. It is. And one of the neat things now is with the various things like Skype, FaceTime, and whatnot, is that either with a laptop computer, um, tablet, or sometimes even with a phone, you can actually see each other's faces. And a lot of people will do it where the grandparents watch in as the grandkids are opening their uh, presents in the morning and so forth. And it gives a much better feeling of being there than just telling about it afterwards. It, it certainly does. And, and yes, the cruisers today have a, a lot. The technology has made it so much easier to keep in touch with grandkids and, and the other loved ones back home. So, of course, at the holiday season, that's even more important. Carolyn, before we, we wrap up, any other thoughts or tips about the holidays, decorating, celebrating, anything else you can think of that we haven't talked about? I think it's just a wonderful time that, Instead of thinking of it as missing your family, thinking of it as celebrating with all the new friends that you've got out here, and to be perfectly honest, my family has expanded to be way beyond simply blood connections, but there are now a lot of emotional connections, friend connections that are part of my family and that I celebrate with where I am. That, that's perfect, and that's, um, I think, what most loopers find once they actually experience the holidays aboard. I think there's some apprehension leading up to it, uh, but once they actually get the chance to experience it, there's really nothing like it, and it does expand um, those close ties that you have with family and with friends. So, Carolyn, I really appreciate you joining us today. We'd love to have you back to share some more of the great information that's on the theboatgalley.com, um, and I just thank you for your time, and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, and until next time, then. Yes, and happy holidays. And to our listeners, we thank you for joining us this week as well. We'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising.